Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm L.A. Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, parenting experts, and moms around the world. A little throaty this morning. We slept last night in our bedroom that we've been packing, and it's a, it's a dust bowl in there. What do you think, babe? I've got my husband, Adam Stekiel, with me. This is our last recording in the Atomic Mom studio, and one of our dear listeners uh, mentioned on Instagram, you're moving, but you just finished your renovations on your studio. Oh, people know too much about our lives. That scares me. <laughs> I thought it was so sweet because I was like, yeah, you're it's, right. It's sweet, but also it gives me, it's, it's it taps into my darkest panics. Uh, I think you just feel excluded from our Atomic Moms club. Babe. I feel excluded from most clubs. I feel, you know, sort of a lone turtle. Wandering through the world. We we brought that up on our recent episode with Jancy Dunn. And in that episode, I mentioned that you don't have a ton of friends. <laughs> I don't. I think that's not uncommon for men of my age with children. Yeah. People want to hang out with you. It's not that. Maybe. No, they do. Uh, I just think it's, you're busy. You have, you know, I have, I have work and I have my family and, uh, and then there's always, you know, extracurricular stuff like moving uh, <laughs> to figure out. And, you know, the pregnancy and, and obviously now that you're on bed rest, I definitely don't have much time for friends. Uh, Although my friends do all step up now and say, how can I help? Aren't they amazing? Everyone has been yeah. so amazing. Different ways. My friends are like, how can I help? Let's get a drink. Your friends are probably like, how can I help? They send me cool things. Yeah, they do send you cool things. Like essential oil packs. And snuggly like onesies. onesies. Yeah, guys, I'm going to milk this bed rest thing. It's working out for me. So... <laughs> For new listeners, I am on modified bed rest. So what I want to talk about first, I think, is what happened Friday night and Saturday morning at the hospital, where we are now, sort of the craziness that's going on with our move, all the transitions that Adam has been going through in the past five weeks. It's kind of head spinning. And I almost feel like I brought all of this on because of our episode about transitions with Emily, where I brought up all of these like really intense life changes that occur and how can we deal with them? And I feel like I am just blasting through each one of those on a week to week basis. Last Thursday, my stomach kept getting really hard. I figured it was Braxton Hicks. And then on Friday, it was really, really hard again for like five hours. And my OBGYN said, go to the hospital. So the OBGYN on call was like, yeah, you you should go just get checked in. It's not a big deal. And I was like, okay, so um, I'm just going to drive. And she was like, no, you know, you, you don't go, you don't go to the hospital by yourself. And I was like, well, but I've got you do where I come from. And I was like, well, I'll just if you if I'm not supposed to drive, like I'm not having the baby right now, I'll just get an Uber, which she thought was totally insane. So I called my husband, who had about 15 hours left to turn in the final cut of his television pilot for NBC. So he was super busy over at Warner Brothers. I call him and I'm like, so I'm going to go to the hospital at 730. So then you come rushing home. We got our amazing babysitter show up to watch Sabrina and put her to bed. And we went to the hospital together. And you want to take it from there, babe? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I feel like anytime you have to go to the hospital unplanned, it's just never... It's never great, obviously, for the fear and emotional reasons, but, like, it just feels like, honestly, not to take anything away from the 
medical professionals, but they were definitely the gang that could not shoot straight. It was it was astonishing how it all came down to they had to do an examination with a cervical wand. That's what this comes down to. So they do the exam, but and I'm just sitting there as a guy watching a cervical examination with a wand, which seems like the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Apparently it's not. The thing they did first was far more uncomfortable, which that, was... That felt like a pap smear. Right, which, again, we'll never which have to experience we will talk that. about that afterwards. I didn't realize uh, what that would lead to. Anyway, I'm assuming that everyone listening is comfortable with all of these things because they're probably all moms and have been through yeah. this. We don't hold back Right, we don't show. hold back. So, but also, mind you, my husband is watching other people probing me. I'm not watching. I'm actively trying to avert watching. He's leering. I'm not leering. I'm Actually, watching Ellie trying to, like, my strong suit is not emotional support. But I'm so now I'm trying to give emotional support. <laughs> Pause for one moment. There was a moment in the car ride over the hospital where I was like, I should have taken the Uber. It would have been way yeah. less intense. Yeah. By taking the Uber. Oh, yeah. he just anyway. looked away. I just hurt his feelings. Yeah. I know. I'm not great. I'm not a great emotional support system. There, you were the amazing language with love, Sabrina's A book birth. I quote all the time but have never actually read. We all express our support and love in different ways. I'm not a words guy. I'm an actions guy. You, you know? are a wordsmith. Like you write for a living. Yeah, but but I feel like that's that's not really correct because even there it's, you know, the actions – Basically, he turns into a Tom Cruise, like, action figure. That's right. There's a problem to be solved, and we have to solve the problem. I'm not—the concern is that there may be something wrong with the baby, and we're going to the hospital, and my job is to get us to the hospital and make sure that we are in the best position to succeed. I will admit that I don't always believe that stress and emotional pressures are as serious as actual physical medical things— so I'm yeah. getting probed. Well, you took me off track. Let me. So they they went literally through probed for too long before one of them's like, I don't think the cervical wand is working. They're like looking at the screen. There's some crystals at the bottom of the screen or something. They can't find my cervix. They brought another person in and it literally handed the wand off while it was inside of Ellie, which was incredibly <laughs> weird to watch. Um, <coughs> yeah. And meanwhile, the first resident when she walked into the hospital room. It's not even a hospital room. It was a triage room, and it's what you would imagine a triage room to look like. Uh, it was very small and, like, in some weird hallway, and now it's 1030 at night. And she – it was weird. She walked in the room, and she blushed when she saw my husband. And it was weird. And when she walked out, I looked at Adam, and I was like, do you guys know each other? I just have that effect on people, babe. I'm a very – you know. Meanwhile, I'm up in the stirrups, and I'm like, did they just have a connection? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't help it. I can't help the vibe that I naturally put out. So then they had to get a third person to try to find my cervix. <laughs> and a third, no, and a second wand. They were, and then they, they couldn't get it to work still. At this point, I have been, you know, been experiencing this for like an hour, it feels like. And I'm like, this is one of the top hospitals in the country. I feel like this is a basic thing that happens all the time in OBGYN offices. Like, why can this not happen in a maternity ward? They go to try to find the wand, another wand for like 45 minutes. I basically channel my grandmother, my father's mother, Florence. May she rest in peace. Uh, I love her so dearly, and she is such a determined woman and um, slightly difficult. I took the monitors off my belly uh, because they were like, well, yeah, you got an irritated your uterus, but there's nothing, you know, it's fine. You've got Braxton Hicks. So I took that off. I started getting dressed, 
Uh, finally, the first resident came back in, the blushing one, and she's wondering why I'm getting dressed. And I very calmly said, you know, our daughter's at home. We want to go to sleep. Um, you guys cannot find this uh, ultrasound tool. You've already checked my cervix, like, manually, and it was fine. I'm going to go home. And she goes, well, we got to wait. We, we, we sent off this test. That was like the pap smear feeling kind of test. Uh, and we got to wait 45 minutes to find out the results of that. And I said, well, you can just call me at home and let me know because I'm not giving birth in the next 45 minutes. She's like, well, I got to uh, – we got to call your OBGYN. So then we do a three-way call with my OBGYN in the middle of the night, and it was great. Wait, I wasn't a drama queen, right, Ads? Uh, I was an advocate for myself. Sure. Yeah, you were an advocate for yourself, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't tell at that point because it just felt so – it just felt like no one was in charge. So uh, – Three-way call with my OBGYN. She's like, that sounds reasonable. Go home. But if you test positive for this FFN test, you got to come back in. So we get home. I fall asleep. I get a call from my OBGYN. And she's like, yeah, you unfortunately, you tested positive for FFN, uh, which is this fluid that I guess they find in your cervix when your body may be preparing for labor. And uh, so you got to come back in tomorrow morning for more testing or so they can finally find my cervix or whatever. So the next morning, we get a babysitter. Adam goes to Warner Brothers. I drive to the hospital by myself. And it was like a lovely experience. Everybody, Hmm. if you're going to go have a hospital birth, wake up in the morning. And and don't go with your husband. Don't go with your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely go in the morning. It was like the night and day was so crazy. I had a great little room. They showed me how to make the movies work. Um, my nurse was incredible. And then I got to speak to my OBGYN and I got to speak with my neonatal specialist. And basically, because of this FFN test, I'm supposed to be on modified bed rest. Went yesterday again to the OBGYN and she says, you know, my cervix looks great. And it's probably going to be fine, but I'm just supposed to not really lift a finger. I'm not supposed to run errands. And uh, I'm not allowed to travel. So no baby moon. Lucky for Adam. Why did that bug you? No, it bug me to laugh because it, I know because I don't think I don't think anyone's ever said lucky for the husband when the spouse is on bed rest. <laughs> I was saying getting out of baby moon. I was talking because this is something I've been like complaining about for months now. Yes, she wants a baby moon. Well, the baby moon's going to be from the couch to the <laughs> other couch. Uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he was like, "I'd I'd kill for bed rest." <laughs> I know. It would be great if we It's weren't. great for a day. It's not great for, you know, I think I can already see you've been doing it for a week and I and I sympathize because I'd busy. lose my mind. You have been very busy, <laughs> as busy as one can be it, from, from bed or the couch. Yeah. I've been very busy pointing out as Adam packs, because by the way, so then when's this a couple days ago? I don't know if you guys can possibly follow our timeline. I cannot. So Wednesday night, he decides that I should try to get a moving company for Monday morning to show up at the house and move us. Um, and that he's going to pack up the entire house. So I've been making a lot of calls. I've been doing a lot of pointing and saying, don't break that, don't break that, definitely don't break that. I feel like you're bo- you were born for bed rest. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of com- accomplished on my computer. You do. You, you, from the bed, pointing on your computer and phone, you get a lot accomplished, that's for sure. Um, so maybe I'll chill out a little more next week once we're in our new home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in our house for nine years. Remember right before the 2008 crash? That's when we bought this house. We had like an Obama inauguration party at our house. We brought our daughter home. 
What, you just got worried about the Republicans who listened to me? No, I just, you know, I don't, you know, to me this was always sort of a, I thought it was the Switzerland of podcasts. It is. Okay. That doesn't mean I don't get to have my own life experiences. Okay, fair enough. They're awesome. Uh, it's your Midwest roots right now that is like making you pack the whole house by yourself. Yes, but uh, my Midwest roots were very proud. This is going to sound so terrible, but that that Ellie was told modified bed rest, take it easy, and then came home and basically packed the whole house. So I was real proud of her, but not crazy stuff. I, you know, she wasn't lifting anything over forty five pounds. <laughs> that was after our superstar cervix appointment, though, yeah. not the hospital. And uh, and you talked to our neighbor last night on the phone, our new neighbor. Yeah, he's great. I feel like we're going to be the Beverly Hillbillies moving oh, in. Oh, we're going to be the, uh, for anyone who's seen um, Christmas Vacation, we're going to be the Griswolds, and then they're going to be Todd and Margot, the the wealthy put-together couple. Uh, that, who don't have kids. Who don't, that judge our hillbilly lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> you, I can just tell. They're more put together. Well, let's just say they had to email us like seven times to get a response from us uh, about something regarding the fence. We're They're on top of things and we're treading. Yeah. And it's okay. I'm looking at the, you have, on one side, Ellie has her notes for the show. On the other side, it's the list of things for the house. So it says disconnect washer dryer, disconnect TV, VCR stuff, living room, bedroom, disconnect playroom wall attachments, disconnect office armoire, disconnect nursery bookcases. Disconnect brain from heart. It's going to be hard to leave. It won't be hard for me. I'm excited. I'm excited for. I'm excited to to not be taking a shower and have you and Sabrina and the dog all in there at the same time. You got to you got to share the shower story. Oh, about Sabrina? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Sabrina, um, new, new listeners is three and a half. She's three and a half, and you know she's. She's uh, vivacious, vivacious, and very into talking about her vagina lately. That's like her thing. Um, and <laughs> I just imagined a three-year-old walking around doing the vagina monologues. So I'm in the shower, and I'm just you know I'm relaxed and I'm mellow, and it's an alone moment, which as parents we all understand is so valuable and just wonderful. And I'm sitting there, and our Sabrina has this habit sometimes of she will walk into the bathroom, but she does it. It's so aggressive and loud, like the door cracks when she opens it and then she swings it over and it slams against the wall. So it's really jarring. And I was just sort of relaxed and boom, the door cracks, swings open. And I sort of like jump and like, you know, cover myself because, I, you know, I panicked and she just walks in and like a total bully just looks at me and goes, nice vagina, and then walks out of the room. And I felt so... <laughs> Such a weird mix of fear and shame and being bullied by my three-year-old. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a line in a Todd Phillips movie. She was, it was so aggressive. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I know it wasn't her intention to bully her father, but. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. She really did. It's, oh, and the Todd Phillips thing just reminded me, he's the director of The Hangover, uh, and he co-wrote Due Date with Adam and when you spoke to the new neighbor last night, he said he was a big fan of due date. So now Adam's extra excited to have a buddy on the street. <laughs> I just like a guy who who respects a great a great comedy, you know. You just respect a guy who IMDb's you. <laughs> yeah, of course. He was try- he was like searching like who's the yokel moving in next door. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was going to ask, like, is there anything you want to do to say goodbye this, to this house properly? And then I remembered who I was married to. <laughs> <laughs> I do. What I want to do to say goodbye properly is get in the car and never look back and move into our new house and make dinner and go to bed. You've had so many crazy things happen to you in the past five weeks. Yeah, that, I don't even know if it's been five weeks, but it's been a lot weeks. of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you had to put down your dog. Put down the dog. That was, and yeah, you guys were out of town that weekend. And that was also just, that was sort of what kicked everything off, but that was hard because you guys were out of town. I was about to start, I was going to start shooting the pilot Monday. And so, you know, it was, it was doing, you know, sort of 16 hour rewrites and mind to you, get ready. People not in LA, a TV pilot is like the first episode and the network makes a decision yeah. based on that, whether or not to put it on television. You make one episode. But they give, the budget is like millions of dollars to make this pilot. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, yes, of course. I feel like there's a lot of pressure when you make anything, but 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 there is more because you know you're in competition with other shows. So you, you're you really in direct make, competition with Tina Fey. Let's just face it. I mean, I, don't, I never think of myself in competition with anybody, but you know, we're all look, we're all creative people. We're all just trying to make great product. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I think of myself in competition with literally everyone, even strangers on the street that I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I, I came home and, and he was not in good, he was in n not good shape as an understatement. Poor He's been boy. in not good shape for a very long, long time. They were and bachelors together. I they mean, were this bachelors goes together way back. when I was 24. Uh, he was in just, uh, he was a mess when I came home, uh, Saturday. So got him through the night and then Sunday just, you know, knew that, that it was, it was time. So, you know, took him in and it was obviously, you know, I mean, we don't have to get into the details. Yeah, it's just it, whatever. We all get it. It's really it's no matter no matter what or how you couch it, it's always hard to to put down a a pet and it was it was that hard and and that was a tough day and it was even tougher cuz you know my lady you don't like to here. feel things. Uh, I don't mind feeling things. <laughs> I just I apparently have a high threshold for feeling them. I found it that day. Uh, it was very hard. And then came home um <laughs> <laughs> I it that day. Oh my god, I felt things. Yeah, that day. it was so weird. It was, I guess, I don't know what you call it, but there's like it's somewhere. It's like a hurty feeling that's somewhere not quite in your heart, but it's kind of between your throat and your heart. I don't know. It was very strange. Um, and then water came out of my face. It was odd. Uh, and then, uh, and then that was that. So then you guys came home, and then in rapid succession. Uh, my grandmother passed away, which was, so you know, it was very sad. And, um, she was an extraordinary person and, and I could easily do an entire podcast series about her incredible life, which just to give you all flavor, cause I feel like, owe it to her, uh, as a, as a kid, she grew up in Warsaw. And then when the Russians came in, her and her family were sent to a concentration camp, uh, in Siberia, uh, where she spent time as a kid. And then, when the war ended, you know, they just said... The way you just said, she spent time as a kid. Is there, like, she spent summers in Michigan? Uh, yeah, I know. I'm turning into Sean Spicer. Um, <laughs> 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 they sent her to a, uh, a, a, a forest facility <laughs> in Siberia. Uh, and then when the war ended, her and her family made this incredible adventure, like, down, obviously, through... Uh, Russia and then the Middle East and she lived in Lebanon and Iran and, and then finally ended up uh, in London where she married my grandfather I think when she was you know 18 or 19 and immediately had my father um, and then came here and, and sort of built you know the entire family uh, that that you know I know and love so incredible person uh, the most generous person I've ever met 
Um, anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. But no, I do and, to but her. we. I would love to. And <clears throat> our daughter is. She is the the connective tissue that carries my grandma's uh, traditions forward. Uh, Sabrina loves stealing know, my jewelry. She's a magpie. She loves jewelry. She loves shiny things. She loves loves makeup. Loves makeup. Just like Grammy. Loves putting on putting on fancy stuff. Yeah, she's definitely uh, carries the the Christina Stekel tradition forward. So oh, anyway, beautiful. there was that. That was. Uh, that was tough. And then meanwhile, you know, I have the TV show still going on. And then I also have this movie that's shooting in Atlanta that I'm, I'm constantly revising. Oh, and then we get a call that Adam's sister, who's been on the podcast, uh, Sarah oh, yeah. Wilson, the CEO of Fashletics, that she um, – her appendix got infected. Infected appendix and spent, you know, four days in the hospital. My parents flew down. My stepfather uh, had a coughing attack from bronchitis and collapsed in the middle of the night and broke his arm. Mm-hmm, there was that. And, and a bunch then, of places. Oh, and then of they, course so, we had our. So then, so Adam's sister's in the hospital. Then I get a call that my stepfather's in the hospital. So I wanted to join the club. Yeah, so, so then, then I got to go to the, the hospital. hospital. <laughs> we were all in the hospital the same week. And we're buying and selling a house. No big deal. Oh, and there might be a writer's strike. And there might be a writer's strike. We're pre-recording on this. Uh, a couple days before releasing this on May 1st at midnight, I think, is when they decide whether or not Hollywood shuts down. And meanwhile, my incredible cousin Wells, everyone remembers that Sabrina was a flower girl in his wedding. He is over in Turkey doing flyovers of Syria. So if there is isn't happening. enough. <laughs> my nose just started bleeding. <laughs> it's like too much. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we love you, Wells. And little Sabrina Wells has been sending videos to him in rounding out because there are handymen in the house right now trying to disconnect everything from the walls. We should get back inside. Yesterday, you were packing up my closet <laughs> with an Italian accent. Yes. Guys, it was have your husband pack up your closet. Um, maybe you OCD types are getting really anxious right now, <laughs> even imagining that, but I'm kind of a slob, so whatever. Uh, he did it with an Italian accent. It was so funny, and I was just laying on the bed, and it was the best foreplay ever. And it uh, ended there. And it ended there, and that's like the best foreplay there is, right, when nothing's expected because I'm on bed rest. <laughs> uh, so closing out, do you have anything to say, uh, Italian mover? Um, it was. You make it sound like I was doing like a really like a hot Italian mover. I, it was the dumbest thing in the world. We had 20 minutes of childcare left and had to get the rest of the room packed, and so I just shifted into like, there's no more organization left. We're just going to put stuff in the box. So I would literally pick things up. The, so the box is in front of Ellie on the bed. And I would just pick pick things up and go, we throw it in, we throw it in. going to throw it in? Let's throw it in. We toss it in. You want to toss it in? We toss it in. And then she would nod yes or no to things. And I'd pick it up. I basically, it was a game show called Toss It In. It was an Italian game show <laughs> called Toss It In. And I would pick up objects and go, we're going to toss it in. We toss it in. Are this someone? You toss it in? We toss it in. Not us. Not this. We don't toss it in. We put aside. Are this one? We toss it in. And that's I what I would like do. Your voice was even more. It was more effeminate, though. It was like higher. I don't yeah. know. We're that, that, that was the it. voice. So we're gonna toss it in. We toss it in. We're making a bigger soup out of it, of our things. We toss it in. You like it a wallet? We toss it in. And we, so we did <laughs> that for was it. Twenty um, minutes of of me <laughs> literally picking things up <laughs> off the bed, floor, closet, anywhere, and just looking at Ellie and going, "We're gonna toss it in. We toss it in. You like it? This we toss it in. Oh no, this is a delegate. We don't toss it in. We put it aside. Later we wrap the paper and we toss it in." There's something funny about how that it's like <laughs> the high pitched version is yeah, what excites I me. It. Yeah. <laughs>
It was such a trick, though. It's something like I would be like taking advantage of like the stockroom boy in some cafe in Italy or something. Yeah. Uh, ma'am, you want me to toss it in, ma'am? Ma'am, are you liking me to toss it in right now? You want me to toss it in? I toss it in. Uh, uh, it's now that I'm just saying toss it in over. It does sound really, <laughs> really gross. Now that I'm just an Italian stock boy. Hey, ma'am, are you liking me to toss it in before you go, for your trip? Uh, before you go home to your husband, uh, you uh, toss it in? <laughs> Okay, on that note. Uh, okay, everybody, next week we're going to talk about extreme nesting. Like, what is wrong with pregnant women that everyone seems to move when they're pregnant? Also, like, what are the things that you can do for your home? Uh, where do you put your money in to get the most bang out of your buck when you put your house on the market? We're gonna- Ooh, sounds exciting and helpful. Yeah, it's actually going to be a helpful episode, unlike Who's this one. unlike this one? Sarah Reichling, ah. who is a longtime Atomic Moms listener and who... The best, top in the game, best real estate agent in Los Angeles. She is. Yeah. So everybody follow us on Instagram, at Atomic Moms, uh, Facebook, search Atomic Moms page, Twitter, uh, and you can get our show notes at AtomicMoms.com. Please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us and it helps our ranking and it helps new listeners find us. Okay, so until next week, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms. 